Welcome to the Talking Bible Podcast, Episode 2. Today we are going to be talking about the miracle at Cana where Jesus turns water into wine. Um, And we just want to start off in prayer before we get into it. Um, So yeah, Nathan, do you want to lead us in prayer? Dear Jesus, I just pray that you would guide this this podcast. I pray that this would be uh, something that that people can learn from and uh, further their knowledge about your word. And kind of this, you know, normal story, God, I just pray that you would uh, kind of unpack this thing for anybody listening and uh, deepen my understanding, deepen Brayton's understanding of your word. And um, I thank you for this opportunity, God, and I just pray that you'd move in our move in our midst. So, amen. Amen. And just as disclaimer, we are probably not going to be necessarily theologically correct on all things. Yeah. So... If you have something that you would like to point out to us, uh, we'll try and add a email in the description or something like that mm-hmm. so you guys can interact with us and yeah. let us know, yeah. okay, this is where uh, we need to be sharpened and yeah. this is where we need to look into, yeah. you know, to broaden our knowledge. We, um, we, we want we want correction. That's, that's, yes. that's the thing. Like, we want to learn. So, yeah. any, and I don't think that we're like, I don't think we're, it's not like we're far off from like what what the message is trying to tell yeah. us. It's, yeah. it's just, if there is something that, that isn't quite online, uh, please share. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we just want to have a heart of openness and a heart that's willing to learn. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nathan, do you want to get into the text? Do you yeah. want to read it? Yeah, cool. Uh, I thought, uh, mine's NIV. Is that going to matter? Uh, I know yours is like the NASB. Do you just want to take my Bible? Or no. Okay, I'll just read it. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim, and he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. When the head waiter tasted the water which had become wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called to the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the poorer wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. Uh, Just for reference, that was uh, John 2, verse 1 through verse 12. So, yeah, that was John chapter 2. So that's the beginning of John. Uh, And that was the first public public miracle that Jesus had done. Mm -hmm. So this is the start of his public miracle. ministry mm-hmm. um and they call it signs there. yeah that's that's uh an interesting like diversion from the other gospels it seems like where yeah he calls them signs it's signifying who he is instead of it was just this miracle that son of god did basically i don't know it's, it's, but yeah yeah yeah, sorry. yeah so we could go a, a bunch of different ways with this mm-hmm. um because i mean you could start out with context you could start out just going verse by verse um i kind of want to start out with context a little bit okay so Cana is a city in uh, the north of Israel. Uh, it's a small town, but it is a priestly uh, town. So it was one of the 24 uh, priestly divisions that were in Israel. It was the 11th priestly division. And was uh, so it was taken care of by the sons of Eliashib. And Eliashib was, it can be referenced to in Nehemiah and uh, Ezra. I think there's something in Ezra that says, but I mean, it, it has something to do with this because um, not all Jewish homes would contain six stone water pots or six, six stone jars for 
purification. Mm. So that's something that we're going to note later. Um, but we also have to get the context of the culture. So the Jewish culture wouldn't have just one day for a wedding celebration. Mm. They would take a whole week to celebrate their weddings, mm -hmm. which is super crazy. It doesn't make sense in our culture, but in their culture, that was very much a thing. Right. Um, one other thing is that um, wine. It was super important at a wedding because wine symbolized joy and blessing. Mm -hmm. So if you're put in the shoes of this family um, and you're running out of wine on the first day of your wedding ceremony, you're running out of wine, right? And uh, does it say the first day in the text? Maybe not. First, uh, The first line says on the third day. On the third day. A wedding took place. But that could be referencing this. Yeah, I think that's more to do with John writing in the creation motif. Hmm. So that's also something that we'll get into, the, the, the importance of the third day. Hmm. Um, but basically, um, having wine run out was a big shame. I think even in Maccabees, there was... Uh, I was listening to a podcast. I can't, I can't necessarily... Ref I was trying to find references to, to see... Uh, but I didn't look too hard. But it was uh, when the Maccabees, Maccabees took control after they kicked out the Greeks. Apparently, there was a fine against people throwing a wedding. If they didn't, if they ran out of wine during their wedding ceremony, there would be a fine. Hmm. I don't know if it's true or not. You can look me up on that. Sharpen me. Um, but that's just what I heard from this from this pretty well-read guy. He's a pastor um, in California. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, what else do we know? We know that Jesus and his disciples were invited. We know that his mother was there. Um, so there is some speculation that you could make that um, they were family uh, with the people that were being married. Um, so, but that's all speculation. That's not really what the point of this, this section of John is, is getting at. And I think he leaves a lot of things unknown to the reader on purpose yeah. because that's not the point. Yeah. That's not the point of it. But I think, I think it's interesting that they're at a wedding and we don't, we don't know the, the people. We don't know who's getting married. Yeah. It's like the, the most important people on a, for a, you know, at a wedding. Are, you would think that somebody would yeah, but, write but, about. But the, they're not. They're know? not there. They're not there. It's, it's just... And, but again, that, I don't know if it would necessarily take away from the meaning of the story, but mm -hmm. he's just like, cut all the extra stuff out. Like, let's just give it to them. Yeah. Raw. raw yeah. Things, yeah, exactly. Because the only person that's really important in the story, I mean, they're, they're okay. There's okay. Jesus doing the miracle is the most important. That's, that's what, that's what John's trying to get at yeah. right here. Um, but it's interesting because I was listening to people because they were using the creation motif, right? Mm -hmm. um, how, how in the beginning of the Gospel of John, they were talking about the creation motif. And in the first line, it says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Well, um, do you know about the day of double blessing? Mm, I think I've probably heard it before, but I, I haven't. Yeah, so it's super interesting. I was I, I heard it on a podcast, and then I started looking into it, and I was like, what's this thing that they call the Day of Double Blessing? Um, so basically, uh, the seven days of creation where God was creating things, um, he so he said it is good seven times. Mm -hmm. But on one day, he didn't say it is good, and on another day, he said it is good twice. So he didn't say it was good on the second day, but on the third day, he gave a double blessing to the third day. And the third day was when God separated the land from uh, the, the, the waters from the land. Mm -hmm. And then he also, um, he also put uh, uh, plants and, and fruits and, hmm. you know, vegetation, vegetation yeah. on the land. So yeah, it's it's super interesting because when I was listening, he, he was talking. It, it was just relating to mm -hmm. why Jesus, like why why would John say particularly on the third day? Because I mean, why would he specify that? Mm -hmm. um, but it goes right into the creation motif where it's it's a double blessing. 
It's interesting. So yeah, we'll get more I mean, into all that of as the it Bible goes on. is just filled with like just corresponding um, and uh, relating texts, basically. Yeah. And so for God, for for John to make the connection of the third day and the way that Jesus blesses these blesses these people, mm-hmm. it's just it it told it adds up. It, yeah. No, it's super cool, yeah. and it's not something that we would necessarily think of. Yeah. But you know, when we're taking also the the perspective of the author into account when we're reading this text it really makes a difference in like okay this is what this section is about it's about it's about blessing and it's mm-hmm. about what jesus did to uh bless this this couple who were gonna go undergo yeah. like shame well, yeah 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 exactly I was, I was about to say like he didn't just he didn't just bless them but he saved them from all of the shame that would fall i mean yeah for the for a family to run out of wine like uh, during the wedding celebration they they would be known forever as that as that family that 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 happened to and so um but you know let's 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 get further let's get further into it i guess yeah um so i think it's important to note that and both jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding yeah so you have like 12 other guys yeah you know coming to the wedding mm-hmm. and you know not necessarily people that they were all you know related to like yeah. if 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 Jesus is related to these people or he knows these people because mm-hmm. his mother is from a priestly line. Um, and you can speculate that the, the couple would be a priestly line because of the six jars for pur- purification. Hmm. Um, because uh, most times the synagogues, the, the, the temples, um, they, would, uh, they would buy the stone jars for purification because they were so expensive. Mm-hmm. They were super, super expensive, and a, and a stone maker or a stone worker would have to make them. He would have to take a, a piece of stone and then just chop it all up so it would become this purification jar. Hmm. Um, so it was a super expensive process, and they wanted multiple of them so they didn't have to worry about the process that it would take to um, have them. Yeah, and a part of the reason why they'd use the stone jars for purification is because mm-hmm. Um, with the other types, you know, like, you know, like a clay pot, mm-hmm. the um, other uh, contaminants, I guess, I don't know if they would use that word at the time, but other contaminants would get into whatever was filling that jar. And so they would mm-hmm. use the stone jars because it would prevent more contaminants from actually getting to the water. Yeah. Which, man, there's so many different things. Like when I read through this the first time, because uh, I've, I've obviously read this story numerous times, but I've I've never kind of unpacked it. And there's there's actually a lot of different context that you can take mm-hmm. this or different directions you can take it but um the one that i really kind of want to do you want to keep going with the no no, no go oh, for it okay. go for it the one that, that 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 really um has been speaking to me is the rebuke uh to mary uh well my translation says dear woman uh why do you involve me jesus replied my time has not yet come hmm. and it's just this it's this slight rebuke of uh the the, the immediate thing that i started to think about was like when we are coming to God with our stuff, it's sometimes I think as Christians, I mean, as a, you know, I've been a Christian for a really long time mm-hmm. and we almost have this attitude of, and I know that the Bible also talks about this where, you know, bring all of your petitions and prayers and um, to God and he, you know, he will, you know, give you an answer on them. But it's, it's, it, I, I think we forget a lot of the time that why is we immediately think that Jesus has to respond or he has to answer this prayer. It's a, it's like a necessity, but there's like the side of a thing where, um, it's, I don't, I don't know exactly how to, how to, how to put it, but it's like, does God have the responsibility to fix these things that are going on in your mm. life? Do you, you put it on him. Yeah. And, um, but, but I mean, he, he loves us. And so he's going to respond, but, uh, it may not always be the same, the thing that we like. Yeah. And I also think of Mary and the way that she just like goes ahead. She doesn't even respond to it. She's just like, uh, do whatever he tells you. He tells the service, do whatever he tells you. I almost think of my grandma, Judy, she's very black and white. She grew up in like a military household and stuff. And I kind of think of Mary in the same fashion of like, uh, she just doesn't take no for an answer. She's very authoritative and like, hmm. and Jesus is her son. And so she's just like, uh, she's like, this is what's going to happen. Like you're going to do like, I don't know. I just, I, I can't imagine what it was like growing up like with Jesus as your, as your kid, like in your house. Like, yeah. Cause this isn't, this is happening 38 years after, or, you know, 30, 33, 33 years. 
I don't know when this would when how old he was in this in this uh well, if it was the start of his ministry, I mean, some people think it, so. I think it's like three. They celebrated three, three or four Passovers together. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had four years of ministry. I don't know necessarily when this is in the timeline because uh, even though you know John is pretty chronologically set up, I believe um, it doesn't go much into his uh, private ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. I don't think we know what age. You can correct us if if uh, <laughs> if you know what age Jesus was yeah. at this time. Let us know. Um, but that's interesting because I didn't go that way. Hmm. I was like, so to me, it was kind of like just a mother letting her son. I mean, because like if you think about it, the culture of of Jews is they're very involved in in their friends' lives, their close friends' lives. Mm. So his mother, like the way that I would see it is his mother was talking to the person or the mother that, you know, had their kids going up to be married. Mm. And then her, you know, Mary walks up to Jesus and just, you're the guy to fix this. Okay, go do something for me. And, you know, she's not even asking him to do a miracle. Which is the crazy thing. She's not asking him to do a miracle. All she's saying is they have no wine. Yeah. So, But she's expecting him to fix it is the thing. Yeah, she is expecting him to fix it yeah. because she knows that he can fix it. Yeah. Um, Makes me wonder if you did miracles growing up. Yeah, well, yeah, it's... it's you know, like like she... Uh, I don't know. The, well, the, uh, I don't know. The, one of the interesting things is like the master of the banquet is the person that's supposed to be dealing with all this stuff. Yeah. And... And so I, I I almost think that that rebuke is is coming from a place of like, this isn't this isn't. So where do you think that he he rebukes her? Uh, why do you involve me? Oh, why do you involve me? Yeah, mm. it's like he he's basically like, this isn't my this isn't my thing, you know? Mm. Like and, and it's it, my time has not yet come. Mm. This wasn't the, I love that it wasn't a part of like the original plan. Like when they went to this wedding, like this. Well, he's not ready to mm-hmm. to show these signs, but he does it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I can't really tell if it's it's because he's doing it just out of honoring his mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's exactly what that was. Yeah, I don't know if exactly. You know, I don't know. I don't know exactly. So some interpretations. So I've heard a different interpretation, not necessarily of the text itself, but just just the 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 woman. Why why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. Um, when Mary is saying they have no wine, it being a picture of us without Jesus, and then Jesus bringing the new wine. Hmm. I thought it was really interesting when somebody brought that up because it's not a way that I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your dad actually talked to me about that. He was, he was saying, I was just asking him for tidbits, you know, mm-hmm. something, you know, if he had anything uh, that I could share on the podcast. And he, he, told me that you know it's interesting because when she says they have no wine and then jesus refers and says my hour has not yet come what why would jesus use that language it doesn't really make sense uh if she's just asking for wine you know so and then well and uh i mean i would you could even go for him to say that is insinuating that what she was asking him to do was a miracle yeah because if his time hasn't come yet, he's not ready to bring about a sign that shows that he's the Messiah. Yeah. Then that might be what she's insinuating. You know, and they did a really good job. I don't know if you if if you guys who are listening have watched The Chosen. They did a great job of of showing that in that episode where it was the miracle at Cana. Mm. Because I don't remember that. It was it was really good. Yeah. And the actress who plays Mary does a really, really good job at portraying just all aspects of how you could interpret this passage. And she goes up to Jesus and she says, Well, when are you gonna do it? You know? So that's that's like it's something that's uh I don't know. I really like the chosen, but it's it's something that is uh it does need to be explored. Mm-hmm. You know, why does he use that language? My hour has not yet come. That's that it's, it's very weird language to use. If you're just going to be like, if you can go and grab wine instead of, you know, going to do a miracle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but well, uh, the, 
just the sheer amount, I, I you know, the, the, with how long the celebration is. Yeah. I don't know how reasonable it is to expect him to just go and like fetch wine. You yeah. Know, how expensive that is. Yeah. Um, like the only way that he can save these people from the shame mm-hmm. is by performing this miracle. Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know how expensive. I was trying to look it up. I was trying to like figure out like how expensive wine was at the time. Yeah, and I was trying to. I was trying to. I was also trying to look up how accessible wine was, mm-hmm. how widely available it would be, mm-hmm. and how long it would take to get it. Um, you want to know something funny? Yeah. Sorry. sorry uh, so I, I was uh, listening to another another commentary. It was kind of a funny point. I don't know how exact it is, but. There's the there's like the chance where you know the disciples were at the wedding yeah and uh, like Jesus had these followers yeah he gets invited to the wedding he shows up with eleven more guys yeah or twelve more guys yeah. or whatever and that's why the wine is gone yeah no 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 that's and also so it's like, like Mary comes up hearing. to him is like hey this is kind of your problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know I, I and uh, you know there's there's a lot of different like you can kind of, it's it's kind of reading into it but the you know, the main point of this is how God blesses. Yeah. Which and is something, it's something that we need to, we need to get into yes, it in its yeah. entirety, yeah, but that's, it's that's super, it's, it's super cool. Um, but yeah, do you want to stay on the, the, whatever he, he says to you do it part? Yeah. I really like that part. I do too. Yeah. Um, there's this, it's, it's pretty, um, it's a great picture of how we're to live our lives for yeah. Jesus. If you, what is, what's the Mary's faith to say that to the servants yeah. and just like leave Jesus. Like, I mean, it's take, yeah, take your hands off. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. there's so many times where I get caught up in prayer and I think my prayers are going to be the ones that, you know, solve this problem in yeah. my life or, or when I'm praying for healing, the amount of, and, and having something like this where she says, whatever he says to you, do it. Yeah. She's taking her hands off the situation, yeah. which is so, yeah. so cool. And, and the amount of faith to do that, just to lay her hands off it when she obviously, you know, had some skin in the game. She, she didn't want these people to, you know. Yeah, she cared a lot for them. Yeah. She, she wanted something to have, like she wanted Jesus to do something for yeah. them to, to save them from this. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's kind of an interesting picture of sometimes when you want Jesus to move in your life, you got to take your hands off or or listen to what he says. Like uh, you can come at this from the perspective of Mary, where she's just saying, "Jesus, you need to do something." And then you could also come out with the perspective from the servant saying, "Do whatever he tells you." So if God's telling you to do something, and you d- they didn't know that God was going to abundantly fill these like it's like crazy six, it's crazy six how much. stone jars with 20 to 30 gallons and <laughs> uh you know and i would assume that they were all different sizes and stuff like yeah. that but the range was 20 to 30 gallons so on the low end you have 120 gallons six jars yep times 20 120 gallons of wine mm-hmm. that's like over overly abundant like that's that's yeah. more than the, than they would possibly need and you don't know how god's going to bless you mm-hmm. uh and unless you're either listening to what he says doing doing what he tells you to do yeah or in mary's case taking your hands off yeah saying this is this is for you jesus do whatever yeah yeah just yeah releasing control exactly yeah yeah no and it's it's i don't know i just admire mary's faith in it to release the control and allow him to do what he's gonna do Mm -hmm. um do we want to go down do we want to talk about the six stone water pots sure yeah yeah, so I I really like I'm I'm really interested in this part because I mean and I know it probably doesn't have a lot of applicability but it's really really cool um just the six stone water pots because uh they most likely were and this is speculation as well we can't know if it's if this is you know accurate or not but most likely it came from a priestly home so knowing that and knowing that Jesus was going to abundantly bless people through these priestly uh, jars, these priestly water pots, and also understanding, you know, coming from the perspective of the new wine, mm-hmm. understanding that, I mean, this could easily be Jesus talking about the new wine, talking about his ministry and what he has come to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super cool knowing that Jesus, our high priest, 
is using these priestly jars to fulfill this miracle. I mean, it's so cool. It's so cool. cool. I mean, because like all these things are just tying in together. And it's what I love about this story. It's like Jesus and, and John does a really, really good job of depicting all of these things and all of these motifs that just show you the heart of this message, the yeah. heart of the story. And it's all blessing. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, this yeah. grandiose blessing yeah. that people like people can brush over it and say, Oh, it's just Jesus turning water into wine. Yeah. But there's so much more depth to it. And I think we we glance over the Bible and we think of these miracles as stories, mm. but they're really at the heart of it, it's it's to understand the heart of God, the heart of Jesus, right. why he came, uh, and the authority that he has. Yeah. So I really like, yeah, uh, as you, as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking about how this whole, this, 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 uh, and I'm sure that other stories do the same thing, but with the one that we're unpacking right here from, uh, Jesus does the exact same thing at this wedding as he does for us. Yeah. He brings us out of the shame and, uh, like they were for sure on a path of shame. Yeah. And in path of, of shame and just like... If they ran ridic- out, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and pa- of shame and ridicule. That's what they were like coming coming up mm-hmm. to. And he saves them from that. And it, he, he not only just saves them from that, but he overly blesses them. Yeah. And that's how, I mean, that's how he is with us. Mm-hmm. He wants to bless us. He's a good father. Like, mm-hmm. he, he wants to bless us. And there, there are certain things that we have to do. We have to take action and do to... Uh, to allow him to move and to mm-hmm. allow him to bless us. It's yeah. A, it's a really cool. Yeah, no, and it's it's super cool, you know, how how Jesus, you know, it, it might not have necessarily been in his plan, like in his, you know, but it, it was able to work in his plan. So he made he made concession for Mary's faith mm-hmm. that that he was gonna do this because of her faith. I mean, it's super cool just to know that our God is a God who honors faithfulness, who mm-hmm. honors um, you know, just us being, just us honoring him, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a super cool thing and, and that he's a relational God too. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's super cool. It's super cool. And how he, how he does the work, uh, and, and confirms himself in it. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. So, so cool. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, one of the, one of the, uh, when I was kind of doing some of the research, not, I don't know if you'd necessarily call it research, but just like looking into this, uh, I love how like regular this story is in, yeah. com- in comparison to like the other miracles that happen and the other, like the first miracles and the other gospels, mm-hmm. you know, casting demons out of people like that's, uh, I don't want to get it wrong. So I'm not going to misquote it. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, but this is just, it's just, it's a wedding ceremony. It's yeah. just, it's this feast. Um, and it just, it's such a, uh, at the same time, like this is such a regular scenario, wedding and um, just a bunch of people gathering to, you know, celebrate. Yeah. It's such a regular uh, situation. And yet so many things are like brought to the reverse. Why is the master of the banquet not the one dealing with the problems? Uh, why do the servants know more about the miracle than the people that are getting married? Uh, there's just so many things that are just kind of flip-flopped when Jesus gets involved. And it's like things don't go the way that, that you were planning them to go at all. Yeah. Um, which is such a, which is true about God. You can never, yeah. you just never predict it. Like if you were, if you were a, a godly guy looking at this story, like, like if you, and you didn't know the ending of it, yeah. like how would you predict? What would you say? Like, oh, the, the, the bridegroom's going to go and he's going to, you know, buy all the wine and it'll be a great celebration. You know, I don't know. Like God's yeah. just going to provide in that way, but no, he's, he's going to provide by turning water into wine. Yeah. It's, it's just like the most unpredictable strange thing you know? and you know i love that about god and if you haven't listened to our uh testimony podcast total totally that yeah. totally yeah. that uh character trait of god of how he just you know flips it and turns it on its head yeah. um but yeah no it's super cool i did uh, so when we were first talking about this we talked a little bit about it um before we started recording when we first were talking about it I found it really interesting that you pointed out that, you know, Jesus did this miracle in front of servants instead of his disciples. I thought that was really cool because, you know, the way you think God to go is he that he would do it with his disciples. He would do it with, you know, whom he was teaching. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it it does say that the disciples um, put their faith in him. Yeah. Uh, the miracle that he performed. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. So like it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily that they 
didn't yeah, have it, any knowledge of it or whatever, yeah. but but it was the he first used people. The servants. Yeah, the first people was the servants. Yeah. Um and Yeah. 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 So that's that's super cool. Um So yeah. Um and then the just when the head waiter says, every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have oh, drunk yeah. freely, mm-hmm. then he serves the poorer wine. Yeah. But you have kept the good wine until now. Yeah. The blessings of God are always sweeter and better than than the blessings of this world, or the things that you... Yeah. And they, I mean, I don't know about... I just feel like they just keep getting better and better. Mm. You know, as, I, as I'm learning how to die into die to myself and deny myself and take up my cross. Um, yeah, there's, there's hard times for sure. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, it's all peaches and cream once you're a Christian. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that, but you know, just seeing and seeing the whole entire picture of what God has taken me through and the life that he's given me and just the blessings that he's given me, uh, through youth ministry and just seeing the church grow in a time where I don't think a lot of people might have thought the church was going to grow through this. Hmm. Um, at least through the past couple of years that we've gone through. I mean, there's been rioting in, in Portland and um, there's been, which is the city that we're closest to. And there's been COVID and lockdowns and just all of these different things. It's God has grown the church, which has just been an extremely amazing thing to see. Encouraging. Encouraging. Yeah. Because you would have thought, okay, uh, the government shutdowns of the churches would cripple the church. Mm-hmm. It made us more aware of how blessed we are to have freedom in, in America to to worship, mm-hmm. you know, who we choose. And it made us, more, it made me more aware of God's presence, mm-hmm. um, and just that He was there in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And it brought me closer to relationship with Him. Yep. So that's that's. I mean. Just God bringing forth the, the, just the situation too, the situation that he's talking about, like, and, and that this was, is, you know, they were about to run out of blessing. You know, the, this married couple, the people who are putting on this wedding, they were about to run out of blessing. The wine being, you know, joy and blessing in Hebrew culture. They were about to run out of blessing for their marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't know what day, but they were about to do it. And it was about to be this massive, massively, uh, debilitating thing for them because they would have received shame and grief for it. Um, and just to see God change that for the good, to, to, to give he even sweeter, even sweeter wine, to give even more blessing, you know, um, even though, yeah, there's been hard times in, in the church through these, through these times, he's allowed us to see healings. He's la- allowed us to see uh, growth in, in people that, I mean, I wouldn't have thought, you know, would have been receiving that much growth in Christ and um, the growth of the prophetic mm-hmm. and just seeing seeing things just being spoken over people and, and all of those things like that. Um, just amazing, amazing things. You know, and maybe not everything's fine with uh, church finances or, uh, you know, the the building or all of these different things, but God's providing enormously through the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Exactly, eternal treasures in heaven. Exactly, and 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 we're seeing God work. Yeah, I mean that's the most important thing. We were we had, um. So this last Sunday, our our pastor he just oh, Nathan's father, um. He just wasn't feeling like God was wanting him to speak. So halfway through his message, he stopped uh, speaking the message. And he, in faith, was being led by the Holy Spirit and just said, hey, if any one of you guys, God stopped this message for you. That was super impactful. God stopped this message for you. If anybody needs prayer right now, then come up and receive prayer. 20 or 30 people came up. Yeah. Because they needed prayer for yeah. healing. And it was instant. It wasn't like some awkward pause or whatever. It was just like as soon as he opened it up, people were getting up off their seats and walking up. It was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, you could tell that it was genuine because he was uncomfortable. He was acting in faith. Yeah. And then through it, like amazing blessing occurred. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was powerful prayer. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, and like he could have yeah. he could have he could have walked it out, and he could have, uh, you know, pushed walked, through the message, pushed through the message, yeah. and and you know, not necessarily received the the amount of blessing that God was going to give. Yeah, but he took a step in faith. Yep, I mean, kind of like what we're seeing here with Mary, just like being okay, God, you're yeah. going to do what you're yeah, going to yeah, do, yeah. you know, um. So she let him. She let Jesus do his thing, and yeah. then he ab- he blessed abundantly more. Just like what's happening in the church today, hmm. you know, we let Jesus do what he's going to do, and he's going to bless bless abundantly more yeah. than we thought. Um, as long as you're doing what he's told you to do, in exactly. Ministry, you know, it's like you're not doing your own thing; you're doing his thing. Like what what is he going to ask you to do? And you do it. Yeah, so it's the same thing in like in in our youth ministry. It's like I could sit back. Uh, not talk with the kids and not hang out with the kids, not invest in the kids mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be fruit. And why wouldn't there be fruit? Because I'm not doing what God called me to do, Yeah, which is to invest and to pour my heart out into these youths and watch yes. them grow. And you know, like that's yes. what he's asking me to do. And through that, he can bless the mm-hmm. ministry. And he is like, we just saw, you know, we, we just talked about this last time where our first youth got baptized in the Holy spirit. That was awesome. Amazing. It was a blessing. And like, that's way more than I had ever expected to see like right in front of me, like while I'm serving in youth ministry. So that's, but that goes back to do what Jesus is asking you to do. What mm-hmm. was the last thing he asked you to do? Yeah. Go do that thing, you know, like yeah. get, get back on the train, you know? Yeah. Um, there's no condemnation, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why my head went to that, to that spot, but. No, and, and it, I mean, God leads us in mysterious ways yeah, and yeah. he brings things to mind that, you yeah. know, but no, it's, it's so, it's so cool just to see, I mean, because this this miracle, it really shows the character of not only Jesus, but the Father, mm-hmm. just that he wants to bless abundantly more, mm-hmm. and that through, you know, us being faithful, you know, he is able to change, like, not necessarily change his plan, because his, I mean, but change it so it will fit within his plan. He will bless that's, us that's, within his plan. Yeah, I was, uh, that was another thing that, that kind of came up. Keep going, man. Oh, I, you can go. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, uh, when we, when we pray, it's like, we're wanting God to like, if we pray like Jesus did, like, let your will be done on earth as it is uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Um, when we start like bringing these different petitions and stuff up to him, we're, yeah. it's not like we're asking him to change his will about, about the, the way things are going, but we're asking him to invite our will into it. Like, Make yeah. this a part of this plan that you have going. Yeah. Um, I've been noticing so much more that the prayers that I'm getting the answers to are the ones that would bless other people through me. Like, it's never the thing that, like, <laughs> it's never the thing that, like, I, I'm, like, my heart, like, I need this thing. Like, I, you know, I, I, and I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking at that wrong. I don't know. But he blesses us to bless other people. Yeah. Um, I, like, I fully, I fully believe that. It's never just about just blessing me. It's about... The, my cup overflowing yeah. and pouring out to other people. And that's a, I guess I, this is like whole, this completely different train of, or, you know, train of thought that yeah. I hadn't thought about, but that lines up with this message is mm-hmm. they bless the two people that are getting married and it overflows to everybody at the banquet. Yeah. No, that's super, in, that's a super interesting thought. I really like that. That's, yeah. that's a really good thought. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, that is, the walk that I guess I've been going through through these past, you know, a couple of months, half, half a year, I would say, is just, you know, the only way that I'm going to be able to serve in ministry as a youth pastor is is to be filled and to yeah. be being filled. Yep. yep. You know, and Jesus wants to do that. It's I have to spend time with him. I have to, you know, want to be filled. Yep. Um, and I have to have that 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 faith. Yeah. To walk yeah. in the blessing that Jesus has blessed me in. That was something super interesting that my my mom was showing me a, a, a video. And there's so many it was it was just showing the the common phrase in Christianity. Well, he's invite like like invite him into your life. You know, when that's not how it should be. You're invited to the life that he's brought hmm. you into. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Such a super, like, because that changes our perspective. In our modern, I would say, you know, American Western Christianity, it's become a lot about 
ourselves. Oh yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not me, about me, that. me, me. It's all me, me, me. You know? Yeah. yeah it's, but we've been invited into the blessing, Yeah. you know, and we have to walk in faith in that blessing. Hmm. And I think that's, it's, I really, I, I can say this a million. I really admire Mary in this, just having the faith to let it go. I think that's something that I've been, well, I think, so, I don't know. I cut you off. I bet. I think just in, in my faith, a lot of the times I don't, I don't just give my peace and let Jesus do what he's going to do. Hmm. You know, whereas that's like what Mary is doing here right now. A lot of the times I think I hold on to it and I struggle with it and I fight with it yeah. until I let it go. And then God does something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This, yeah. I saw this picture of, uh, um, it's like this little kid and Jesus is standing there and you have this like little teddy bear, uh, or maybe it's a car or something. It was a picture. I can't remember what, what the picture was, but you're like holding on to this teddy bear. Like, no, like he's taking it from me. And then like behind his back, you see like an even bigger teddy bear. Basically like he's, he wants to bless you more, but sometimes you just got to let it go exactly. in order for him to, yeah. In order for him to work. Yeah. And it may not always be the thing that you want or like, or, and it's probably not going to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, he's for you. Yeah. Like he's on your side. Mm -hmm. If he's saying that something needs to get removed out of your life or something needs to be something new, it needs to be put into your life. It's if Jesus is saying that that's what needs to happen, it's for a good reason. Yeah. And so like the entire life, like your entire life is going to be, like learning to trust God more and more. And yeah. like the further I get along in my faith, the, easy, the easier and easier uh, it becomes to trust God. My, I got lucky in the sense of like how lost I was so young yeah. and like being found, it built my faith up tremendously. Like when I was younger, I mean, I, I had, I knew I had demonic, I, I grew up in a Christian home. I know about demons, you know, yeah. and I had a target on my back because I'm a PK, I'm a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. you know? And so the way that the enemy gets to the pastor sometimes is through their, through their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I was lucky enough to be, uh, brought out from that. Yeah. And it, you know, I had demonic attacks and stuff like that on me and it just furthered my faith. Yeah. Like, like looking back, I was scared at the time, but looking back on it now, I know exactly who the enemy is and exactly what he looks like. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So I don't actually remember how I got to that train of thought or line doesn't matter we're just talking yeah, bible here yeah, we're just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but it's super cool how god can take your experience and use it for a blessing you oh, know that yes. it, yeah i mean because that's what we're all working through we're all broken people we're all broken vessels and he's i mean even though we're like that's something that's so cool is just that even though we're broken vessels and you know we have all fallen short that he blesses us abundantly and uses us like you were talking about early earlier, just overflows us, Mm -hmm. you know, with blessing Mm -hmm. so that we're able to pour it into others. Um, even with all that we've gone through and that our experiencing it, it can actually, actually be turned for a blessing. Mm -hmm. Like I noticed this in youth group, your experience with just being, I, I would say just a kid who is, in your head Mm. a lot and Mm. struggled with that depression has been turned into a blessing because you can speak to the kids who are dealing with depression in our, in their head. Definitely. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, you can just see the fruit through it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're really good at talking to people. You're a really disarming guy and you're, I mean, just being able to relate with the kids. Like I'm not, I'm not as good as you are with just being able to relate with every kid. What I am good at is, I would say making people feel at home. Yeah. Um, and leading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you. So, I, I mean, but those things, those things that, that you have dealt with have been turned into a blessing in your life. And I mean, it's, it's doing abundantly more than you probably thought that, hmm. you know, those pains, those hurts yeah. would have, you know, brought yeah. you through. Like God brought you through that so that you could bless other, other people. Right. right. And that is like one of the main like talking points that I think I end up coming down to. Mm-hmm. Um, like I struggled in school, and so I like talking to the youth that are struggling in school because yeah. I remember praying and my grades improving and getting. It's like uh, this was a funny story just from like sixth grade. 
was horrible at school. Uh, just didn't want to do the work. And there was one class, I think it was uh, social studies, sixth grade social studies. And I, I, for one, I didn't like the teacher. Um, and the work was just stupid. What was the teacher like? Um, she, she just never laughed. Uh, she wasn't like, I, I would consider it mean sometimes. Like she was very, yeah, very black and white, you know, like very, you know. Like a strict. She was pretty strict. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason, like, I, and I'm not trying to badmouth her because I, yeah. I I remember I was struggling so bad. I remember my parents, like, had to come and talk to her because my grade was so bad because I didn't do any of the work. <laughs> and uh, we, we went back to the school. Or, sorry, we, after the meeting thing, we went home and uh, I had to go scrounge up all the missing assignments that I mm-hmm. didn't do. And uh, I remember that my mom was talking to me and telling me that um, I should pray about it. And so that's what I did. I prayed about it. I said, God, mm. like, if you're listening, like, because I, I didn't have a super firm faith, you know, as a sixth grader. I don't know. I was just like, God, if you're if you're listening, I just really need help with this with this class or whatever. It ended up being my best grade at the end of the year. I, I grew to like the teacher um, and I actually learned from the class. Wow. And so um, that's the same. Like Quinn. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. He's been struggling with school. And so we have like prayer requests on Wednesdays and stuff. And so he came up to me or during our, we had a small group and we were praying and everything. And that uh, his prayer request was just like to do better in school because the end of the year is coming up. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of shared that with him. And he's like, I like having these conversations with you. I actually learned stuff here. <laughs> <And> that was, <laughs> it was just kind of funny. But I, I told him that same story. And it's, it's just like God uses the things that we struggled with mm-hmm. and turns them into something that we can use to bring fruit. I yeah. also struggled with drugs in high school. And so that's something that God uses to allow me to speak into the people's lives at, at our youth group that are struggling with that. Um, and God does the work and he, we're just vessels, you know, and yeah, I'm just here doing what he's asked me to do. You know, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're following the, all the glory goes to God. Yeah. Like I can't, I couldn't do anything on my own. Anything that, that it could be useful to the youth is yeah. from God. Like that's, End of the end of the story because what he brought me out of God brought me out of that. Mm-hmm. All the glory goes to God. Yeah, for any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all of the things that we've gone through. It's just all all glory to Him. Like yes. I mean, even even the injury. I mean, even the injury. Like if if you guys listened to the last podcast, I uh, sustained an ACL injury. Like the injury that I sustained, like. And the pain that I went through with the surgery and the rehab and all of that stuff. Glory be to God because I would not be as fulfilled in the uh, job that I would have had um, in, in the Marine Corps than I am now. Like, I know that this, God made me for this. Hmm. You know, I know that and um, I know how unhappy I would be um, doing something other than this because this is just, like, this isn't, it's not just a job, it's a calling Hmm. and just how he's confirmed that to me and like how he's taken that and he's taken something that could have made me ashamed Mm -hmm. uh, and feel guilty. And he's turned that, he's turned that into a blessing for me, like blessed me abundantly more Hmm. than I thought he ever could out of that situation. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I was just like, what, what the heck am I going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what you did was trust him. Exactly. You trust him with the situation. You take a couple of steps of faith and then he just, he reveals more. You take more, you know, mm-hmm. and he just keeps on revealing and he shows you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I've really been trying to meditate on is just your identity, your identity in Christ. Like, like, you know, he shows you, he shows you bits and pieces and, yeah. and, you know, like, he doesn't, all get, he doesn't give it to you all at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and some people experience like, like just the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then like he gives them one word, like my, my mom, she, um, she just received this word where it was like, you love people who aren't loved. Like just that she was a lover. Hmm. That's what I got. Yeah. That's, that's what I got. Lover. That's the word I got when I was 18. Yeah. Just a lover. Yeah. No. And I mean, you guys kind of had the same quality traits, like like the traits that you guys have. It's just like you will love people 
who aren't loved. You will go out that's of your way to love people who aren't loved. That's interesting. Like that's my mom's the same way. Like huh. she's super patient with people. Huh. She wants to show compassion to everybody. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause that's like what I strive. That's what I strive to do. Like I, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do for the people that aren't. Well, I don't know if necessarily unseen. I, mean, I guess unseen would work mm-hmm. people that are, that are unseen. But I remember when I was in high school, uh, there was this one guy named Ryan. He would walk the halls. He had his headphones in all the time. No, super, like always alone. Mm-hmm. Never saw him with another soul ever. He was just always walking at, at lunchtime. He would just walk the halls. I mean, he would eat his food and stuff. And I just remember like, and from what I learned at youth group, it like Jesus doesn't judge people. He doesn't mm-hmm. judge the way they look, the way they smell, the way they, the way they act. He doesn't judge any of that. Yeah. That's, that, that's all carnal. If you, if that's, if that's how you view people. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking that and I was like, I'm going to find, like, I'm going to talk to him. Like, because like, that's what Jesus, like, what would Jesus, what would Jesus do? You yeah. Know, like uh, that's, that was what was on my heart. And he became like one of my closest friends my junior year. I ended up switching schools my senior year. So I, 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 I still, uh, I still have him on social, social media and stuff like that. But, um, he's a really great, he was a really great guy. And it was, I was able, I never, uh, just being Jesus to people, you'll like, you'll become genuine friends with like really, really cool, just like amazing people mm. just by being the light. You know, it's just, I don't know. I was just like listening to Jesus was telling me like, go talk to that guy and you do it. And he blessed me with a really cool guy. Like he's, he's like a really close friend of mine. So, oh, well, uh, not anymore, but since, since <laughs> high school, I guess. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> There's not really, uh, we pretty much, I would say we've covered most of the story. Yeah. We've kind of, yeah, gone, now we're kind of gone all over the place. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the really what was good, I was, I was reading a commentary and um, just like what John is all about. And I mean, we're going to be going, if, if we haven't already said it, we're going to be going through uh, the seven miracles in John as our uh, next couple of podcasts and all that stuff. This was the first one. Hmm. Um, but just the, the gospel of John establishes that God is, you know, both God and man and that he is fully man and deity, you know, that he is, uh, that he has authority, but he also has so much love. And the whole entire gospel of John, it's, it's so much different than the other three gospels because it really shows you the character of Jesus in this, this, uh, section of scripture, this, the first miracle, the first public, uh, miracle in Jesus's ministry. Um, in John, in John. Yeah. Um, it, it shows just how much of a loving and caring God he is. I mean, because just the, 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 the part of the story that gets me is just, you know, it doesn't necessarily fit into what he, you know, I guess it fits within his plan, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes a little bit of contesting, contending for it, mm-hmm. you know, on Mary's part. Yeah. And just that through that, through that faithfulness that he just blesses, that he just blesses abundantly more. And it shows the, it shows his character and just how he wants to bless. Yep. yep. And in, and in direct correlation with that, that's how it's been in my life. That's how it's been in Brayton's life. Yeah. Where, um, we release the control of what's going on with all the things that he's called us to and just like let him move and then whatever he's asked us to do, we do. Yeah. And God has blessed us. We've done exactly what this story is like basically trying to say. We can attest that this is how God works. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like that's the whole point of this story. That's the whole point of it is to for you to take this and turn it into what you're doing in your life. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't, I, I don't think I've told them the story of like why I started, I mean, why I chose to start this podcast. I, that's I a really cool. I don't think I've heard it. You haven't heard it? No. Okay. So I went to Ireland this last uh, month in April uh, and I was going there because I was, I was going to try to reconnect with some family. I had some fourth cousins over there, um, but like I was traveling alone internationally for the first time ever. It was a really cool experience, kind of weird in some places because I stayed in a couple of hostels, but, um, yeah, so I, I, I got in Ireland and I, I just felt like God was speaking to me the whole entire time That's because cool. I had like four, uh, four tours, bus tours, 
So I was alone most of the time. I met a couple of people on the buses, but I wasn't talking to them the whole entire time. I would say that a lot of the time I was, it was just me and God, and he was speaking to me. Um, so before I started this podcast, I was working part-time at the church, and then I was working part-time uh, at a um, warehouse. And in that time that I was in Ireland, I like before I went to Ireland, I was extremely burnt out. Like I was just like, God, why am I doing this? Why am I, why do I have to work uh, this, this, this part-time job here and then go into work at the church? Like I, I am having such a hard time with split focus. I was doing, uh, I was doing volunteer work at a school and hanging out with kids and stuff like that. And I, I was just like, God, why, why do I have to do this? And I mean, God just spoke to me and he's like, did I, am I telling you to do this? You know, that type of thing hmm. where it was just like me questioning, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, hmm. and it was definitely God implanting that in my heart. Hmm. It's just like, you need to get some stuff on your off of your plate and focus on me. Yeah. Um, so I felt that it was reconfirmed by um, me going to a church service at Galway Christian Fellowship, which shout out to Pastor Oz because he took me uh, to a, like a bunch of different places. He even, I left my phone in his car all the way in Galway and I was put on a bus in Dublin and he drove all the way to Dublin, which really? is like a three hour drive because my flight was the next day and I would have lost my phone in Ireland. So he drove a th three hours and then three hours back to Galway and like with my, like with my phone, like what a, uh, Shout out to you, Pastor Oz. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. But it was That's confirmed. That's a servant's heart right there. Yeah. And it was, it was confirmed to me because it was like, okay, the only reason that I'm doing my other part-time job is money. Guess what Pastor Oz speaks about on the Sunday that I go to church, which is um, Palm Sunday. He speaks about giving trust to God and trusting him with your finances. I mean, that was that was the part of the message that I took away, is trusting God with your finances. And it was just a total confirmation. Okay, I've come to this church. You know, they're speaking on this. I mean, and they they invited me in. They Super cool people, amazing people. I would definitely recommend Galway Christian Fellowship to anybody who's visiting Galway. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just got that confirmation. And then... Um, on my last bus tour, I was talking to this guy and I owned, I owned a couple of guns and, uh, this guy was very anti, anti-gun. Um, and I was, I mean, I'm still, I don't want to get into politics, but too much, but you know, I think, you know, having a gun, it's, it's legal. I had guns at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, so he got to talking to me about guns. And as he was talking to me, I just felt really defensive. But then God was just like talking to me and he was like, are you taking your protection away from me? That was one of the things that he just like very clearly spoke to me. Are you taking your protection away from me? Do you think I can't protect you? Hmm. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I think you can protect me, Lord. Um, and then he. We should go back. We should go back to that because I, I have a thing on that. But yeah, but going. then he was, then he was just like, "Well, why don't you sell these tools? I call them tools because they are tools. But um, why don't you sell these things that would have been used for self-preservation and death? You know, on the other part, because if you're using guns for self-preservation, most likely there's somebody who's going to be getting hurt. Why don't you take this thing that was destined for death?" and turn it for life. Hmm. So, you know, something that's been on my mind for a long time is podcasts. And I really wanted to do one that was faith-centered, faith-based, because I don't feel like there's a lot of faith-based podcasts who just, like, simply have a talking dialogue about, you know, what is going on in the scriptures, what's going on in life. It can be everything. It can be social, political, blah, blah, blah. Not, not that much political. Godly but, worldview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So immediately it just went to that. So I sold my guns and immediately I bought all of the podcast equipment so that we could have this podcast. And then I was just From like, the money you got from the guns. Yeah, from the money that I got from the guns. Um, and then 
from there, God has just lined everything up in place by giving us a place to do it and um, people that support it. And, uh, you know, he's just he's just provided through it all by, you know, just speaking to me and then just me. And I mean, like, the thing is, is that even though we might not have that much, I guess, exposure yet, whatever, you know, maybe not, you know, a ton of listeners, a ton of views. I am so blessed because this this feels like a like this conversation between us. It's just totally like growing my faith, you know, like because I had the same. Yeah, I had the same 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 thought process. Yeah, no, like it's good for me. It's good for me to exactly another reason to get into the word, and that's that's what I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for that. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's made me so like much so much more joyful to get into the word because I know that I'm going to be talking about yeah. it with somebody yeah, else. Exactly, and not necessarily See, because of the the pressure, but it's because I want to talk about it with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's okay. joyful. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's the same way that I so when I when I prepare for like a message or whatever, I'm ex- I am excited to share it with people. Yeah, but it's not a dialogue, and I'm not like we're not. It's not going back and forth. It's literally just. God gives me a message and then I share it with people and then that's that. Mm-hmm. But like actually talking about it and getting a different perspective and like a perspective, like a godly, a different, a different godly perspective, yeah. you know, that, that, um, like you brought insight that I didn't know. I didn't know that Cana was a priestly, uh, division in, mm-hmm. in Israel. Um, or is it Israel or Jerusalem or Israel? Israel. Oh, okay. yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember which one you said. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, I mean, these conversations are super cool, uh, and I'm super glad that people are able to listen, um, and, you know, we might not be saying everything correctly, but, you know, it's a learning experience. if you guys are, you, yeah, yeah, I, ju- I just want to be able to talk about God and, and, and broadcast it to other people, because I want, so the vision for this is to turn it to something life-giving, and the only way that we're going to do it is to speak the truth of the word, you know, um, so yeah, God's just blessing this podcast. I feel like, you know, um, so yeah, I'm really excited about the next podcast. I think this is a, a pretty good place to, to land. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, so I'll pray us out and then we'll cool. let you know about the next podcast that we're going to be doing. So, well, th- uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. oh, there was one thing about like the guns. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, and this is this can be brief, and then and then you can pray. So yeah, we can do that. Because uh, I I had this kind of thought with it. Uh, you know, I've been I, I'm not necessarily like like anti 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 gun. I the reason I don't own a gun is it was for the same for the same reason that you were just saying. Like I do believe God can protect me. I believe that if I'm listening to the Holy Spirit um, in any circumstance, like He can direct me in, in the way that I should go. But I think when once you have like other life, like other people in your household, you have a wife and you have kids and stuff like that, like you have a responsibility to keep them safe. Um, and that's where I think that I, that's when I would probably buy a gun um, yeah. and begin like practicing or yeah. whatever it is. But, you know, I, I trust God with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but with how much I would care for my kids and my wife, like I would want to protect them. Yeah. And, and, and so, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy guns in the future. Yeah. Um, and I'm not anti-gun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree it's, with that. Yeah, it's the same thing with like, if you had like, if you were like at like a venue, you have a responsibility for the people that are there. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, that, that's the only thing I just thought, <laughs> you know, I should probably finish that thought because I said we we're going to go back to it. But anyways, you can pray us out. If you All right, cool. Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you are here with us and that you're speaking to us through your word, Lord. I thank you for your miracles, that you are the God of miracles, Lord, and just that, um, you bless us abundantly, Lord. Um, I thank you. I thank you that you're the God of mercy on us and that you see um, what could be uh, made for shame and that you turn it to glory. Um, Lord, we just we just ask that you would bless uh, this podcast, bless the people that are listening to it. Um, we ask for healing uh, for those who need healing, Lord, and we just... We just ask for ourselves, Lord, that you would just give us, me and Nathan, protection against the enemy, against the fiery darts of the enemy, and that you would just um, protect anybody that's listening from the fiery darts of the enemy, Lord. Uh, you are our provider, and um, Lord, we just give you all of the glory because you deserve it. You deserve the glory, Lord, because you are the one who makes everything work within our lives, Lord. You are our creator, and we honor you for it. Um, we thank you for your scripture. 
that we can just glean from and get these spiritual truths implanted into our hearts, Lord. And we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, one of the cool things that is pretty cool is that we got all of our... uh, so. Our podcast is available on every single podcast that Buzzsprout allowed me to put it on. So all of the podcasts, I believe, are available. You can uh, listen to our podcast in any uh, podcast platform that you would like. Um, Another thing, podcasts come out every Friday. uh, But here and there, there may be an extra episode. um, But... For right now, it's just going to be every Friday, and we're going to post it at 5 in the morning. So uh, please give us a follow. In Spotify, there is a rating. Um, So if you want to give us five stars, you should give us five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, check us out. Uh, Mention us to friends and family if you you enjoyed the podcast. If you didn't, then don't. (laughs) But yeah, we we have a super fun time doing this. Yeah. What's the next uh, miracle? It is uh, this. For oh, next, the healing of the nobleman's son. That's that's, that's a that's super next, cool one. That's for next week. Yeah, that's the that's the next one, I believe. Yes, the healing of the nobleman's son. Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be some truth in that one. I, oh yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Thanks well, for listening in. Yeah. Let's tune go. in uh, next week. <laughs>